0: Hey, my name is Anna Brewbaker, and I am the creator and host of Humans of Montclair, a Montclair, New Jersey-based podcast documenting the lives of citizens, businesses, and projects throughout our town. Juniper Shelley is like most high school girls. She's an excellent student, loves to spend time with her friends, and partakes in activities at her high school, such as mock trial and model Congress. That being said, most high school girls don't have a record out by 15. With the help of her father, music journalist and WFMU DJ Michael Shelley, as well as some celebrity contributors such as Yellow Tango's Ira Kaplan and Marshall Crenshaw to name a few, Juniper's self-titled debut was released in June of 2020. Juniper also wrote or co-wrote eight of the 12 songs on the debut album. Almost two years later, I talked to Juniper, who's now 16 years old and a junior in high school. We reflected on her debut album and the silver linings that were brought to the entire process of Juniper from that first wave of the pandemic. The creative endeavors that both juniper and her father dealt with while making the album as well as some new work that's on the way first off i want to thank you for taking time out of your day to be here i appreciate it while doing research for this episode i saw in another interview that you do with your father who heavily contributed to juniper that the album took about five months to make was this due to the pandemic and having more time to contribute and listen and just work on juniper Definitely
1: the pandemic helped with the marketing end and reaching out to radio stations, getting interviews. We did a lot of Zoom interviews and that wouldn't have been possible if, because before the pandemic, Zoom wasn't even used widely. So I think in that way, it was, people were really looking for a bright spot when the album came out. And I think the album is so upbeat and high energy that it was really something people latched onto, which was unexpected. As for actually recording the album, we mostly recorded that album before the pandemic, Yeah, um, but it definitely helped with the organizational part that the pandemic happened.
0: Yeah, that's, that totally makes sense, especially since a big part of like those beginning months, like March, April, May, June, was just like, what can we do to help our community? And community, it doesn't just mean Montclair, it means your specific niche. I'm sure that so many stations especially wfmu and various other community radio stations were looking for ways to promote new jersey artists or montclair artists during the pandemic a lot of people got closer with their families as we were spending more time indoors and together i know i got really close with my parents and i'm assuming for you since you were working so much with your father that you got very close with him and i know you guys have been working together on your musical endeavors for a very long time but did anything change in a good way like your dynamic of work when you were working on Juniper during the pandemic or for parts of it?
1: I definitely think just I think every father-daughter relationship was sort of changed during the pandemic cuz you're working you're just together all the time. One person is working, one person is doing school in the same room basically. It's so close. Mm-hmm. Um so there definitely was that. Um and I think that in the end the pandemic kind of changed our relationship for the better just collaborating and having more time to explore things and try different things. And also we were both so looking for something to do creatively together, Um, just something to take our mind off the news that it was a really good outlet, which I think brought us, bonded us.
0: You and your father have talked a lot about the experimentation process of Juniper. You really want to be creative and work with a lot of stuff. And I think that really reflects on your debut album The record is very retro but at the same time contemporary. What I mean by that is that the dates could be interchangeable. In an article that I saw, um, they stated that you could take one of the songs off of Juniper and put it on a Brenda Lee or Leslie Gore LP and it can easily fit into it. Yet at the same time, it has its own contemporary charm. Was this the idea that you had going into making Juniper or is this all part of the creative process of making the album?
1: it was definitely part of the creative experimentation um having a dad that is so involved in the music Mm -hmm. business and also my dad is someone with very distinctive taste so I knew it wasn't going to be something like Taylor Swift um I knew that it was going to be sort of an older sound and it took a long time I'll say for me to kind of contextualize myself into that time period how can I fit in with this not necessarily the music I've always listened to, or certainly not when we started this album. I've veered more towards it now, but at 13, I didn't really listen to Leslie Gore or the Go-Go's. And so trying to figure out how I can feel like I have a place in this music and feel comfortable singing it and expressing myself and having it feel authentic was definitely a process that I'm still working on.
0: I know the music that I was listening to, especially pre-pandemic, has veered off and has been much more different compared to what I listen to now. And it's all about experimentation. You don't have to be a performer, a songwriter, a musician to really connect to that. And I think that's great. Do you think that because your dad had such distinctive music taste and an idea for the Juniper album, he really shaped your idea of what was to come on this album? And did this influence
1: you in any way as an artist? That's such a good question yeah I think in a way if you had asked me at 13 what type of album I wanted to make I would have said something more modern and going through that experience with my dad and seeing the kind of music he loved it has totally changed my taste in music making this album and completely 180 of what I listened to um it's just been such a transition so I guess that's I've never really thought about that before but it did, being, get, getting the opportunity to work on this particular type of music did sort of inspire me to, and push me to like something i would never liked before.
0: As you started to work even more on Juniper, did you develop any musical influences or music icons that you really want to showcase in the Juniper album? Or just musical icons that you simply admire now after your
1: process of making an album? Um, the Go-Go's is a big one. I actually just, we worked on a tribute album for a piece for a tribute album of the Go-Go's which was so exciting. Um, And that was a band I kind of got into after listening to this. Um, Other things like Brendan Benson and who else are my big inspirations? Of course, the Beach Boys and the Beatles, just for that kind of the high energy tone, I really admire. those are some big ones.
0: No, absolutely. I'm like hearing tons of like pet sounds on that, honestly.
1: Like, so, I hope so. That's the best no. thing anyone has ever said to me.
0: <laughs> no, I love that. album, And it's obvious why so many people from kids our age, our school, like your friends and the like older, like Gen X generation can really connect and fall in love with your music. It's awesome. It's very smart, but amazing. Thank
1: you.
0: I was reading an article that the Montclair Local wrote about you and your father and the Juniper album, I guess, the same day the album dropped or that week. And the introduction to the article immediately caught my eye, it was a great hook, and it was, Lots of teenage girls love to sing. Some daydream about making an album. Not so many make their first album with 80s pop star Marshall Crenshaw, Fountains of Wayne frontman Chris Collingwood, and the smithereens' Dennis Dyken. If you have any father who is remotely into music, hearing that and seeing that on your front page of the newspaper or online immediately catches your eye. It's absolutely accurate. It's absolutely right. You know, I love singing. I write. I don't publish my stuff, but it's like never in a million years would I think that one of my friends could be working with people from the smithereens, Marshall Crenshaw. Ira Kaplan from Yolo Tango and you know it's a very very distinct experience I can't speak for you but it seems like a very distinct experience and a very rewarding experience do you want to like talk about that what it was like to work with such credited musicians and just overall you know influential people
1: it's surreal like sometimes it's just weird to think about um when you're there and you're with the people in the room it doesn't even seem odd and then you go home and you're like what just happened um our drummer steve golding for our band we were like playing around we were playing some songs and then my dad goes to me and he's like he actually was the drummer that played on this song this the song called heart in the city and i was like no he wasn't you're kidding me he can't be it's just that kind of thing it just hits you over and over again i just feel so lucky to be working with people so above my talent range. People have been so kind to me in this project. It's just I'm really blessed.
0: Could you also say that the radio stations and publications that you're reaching out to when you were talking about Juniper when it was getting a lot of publicity last year, do you think musical artists were doing the same thing maybe during the pandemic or even beforehand? They were just like, hey, we see a young, talented, aspiring musician and you know, she's Jersey talent too. If you're talking about most of these people, we want to contribute to her album. We want to work with her. Was it kind of the same energy
1: as even COVID stuff? Yeah, I think that everybody that worked on the project could see that it was such an exciting thing. That's sort of the idea that it's a debut and that I'm so young. It does make it more high stakes almost it felt while we were doing it like more of an unusual special experience because it was the first time it was so different than anything I've done before and I think that people sense that and it made them excited to work on it because we were all so excited to be doing it
0: it takes people especially right now in the music industry years to reach that level and I know personally from reading articles and from talking to various other musicians who are maybe 10-15 years older than us that they feel like they lost their break because you see artists like Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodrigo debuting and doing well at like 17, 18, 19, and all because they haven't gotten the opportunities to perform with or work with people in their specific genre or niche that have, I guess, the same level of clout for lack of better term, as you know, a Marshall Crenshaw. It's sad, but it's also it's good to see that young artists, especially you, like don't take those opportunities for granted too. And it's anything, so you said it yourself, it's very rewarding and it's just awesome. Juniper, did you have a song on your debut album that you really enjoyed making
1: and why? Actually, my favorite song is one that was pretty hard to sing, Best Kept Secret. Um, that I just love that song so much, I think because I really related to it while I was singing it. And it's such a exciting song to listen to. I think it's really dynamic and it has a really big sound. And that's something I definitely wanted, that sort of big, like Sweet Darling, do you know that song? That's one of my favorite songs. I really wanted something dynamic in that same way. And I think that that song achieved it in a really nice way.
0: I feel like especially when you're creating, a big part of it isn't just like how you feel after the finished product, but the process of making your medium and executing it. And you just said that, you know, it was one of the harder songs to sing. Normally I think that if it was an easier song, you could focus more on, you know, I guess the more complex things in making a song or an album. But, you know, you said it was distinct, it was unique. And I feel like you're the kind of person that wants to be challenged when you're making music. You I mean if you want to be creative and experimental and go totally out of your comfort zone, it takes some, you know. It takes some grit and seeing you do that with just one song and talking about how that's your favorite one i think that's really interesting really cool i know the question you're about to get is a question that i think a lot of people have asked you but i personally wanted to ask you because i was so intrigued by it while i was listening to juniper while i was listening to your debut i noticed one thing you aren't over singing at all your voice matches the songwriting really well and it reminds us that you're telling us a story so many people enjoy that, but for everyone to cite that too, it also shows how us as consumers and music listeners are so used to hearing oversinging all the time on the radio now while working on the project with your father, especially was it intentional to not really
1: oversing on this project? This is something people have asked me about a lot, and I'm always so surprised by it because i I don't say this in a self-deprecating way at all. I really like my voice, but I don't think I'm that good of a singer. I just think. Much of my singing comes from a real love of singing more than a talent. And I, I don't even know if I'm able to do those fancy rest and things that some people see as over singing and I agree with them. I, I don't even know if my voice has that capability. So it was, I do try to match my voice to the level of songwriting and the simplicity of the songs. And I do think it's important that it's in the most pure form of my voice that I'm not trying to make it seem like it's something it's not. But it wasn't like a a really amazing choice that I made because of my incredible vocal talent. It just sort of luckily worked out that the tools I have matched what we ended up doing. If you keep on getting that question,
0: I think people want to see that in young talent, especially, you know, we don't have to, you know, over-accentuate the voice. I don't, honestly, I don't like it. And I'm sure that If it's a question that you're commonly getting asked, a lot of, you know, people also don't like it either. I feel like your voice is a big reason why a lot of people, along with the instruments and the style of playing itself, are a big reason as to why they're comparing this album and your voice to be such a retro feel. A lot of singers, especially female singers at the time, weren't doing the Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish, breathy breathy, valid thing, and it's not to disrespect them in any way, it's just not how music was, and I think we kind of lost that. It was really just storytelling with, you know, an upbeat flow and charm, and not to say we don't have it anymore, but there's more emphasis on the voice and over-singing instead of, you know, the songwriting, the music, the actual storytelling, so it's really refreshing to see that.
1: Yeah, I agree that especially people with really good voices have a need to demonstrate what they can do instead of always singing to the song. So that is definitely something I try to avoid. Sing to the song is my best advice. I was reading in other articles that you were hearing your music on the
0: Freeform station, WFMU, along with some serious XM stations. What was that like, you know, being 14, 15, and then you know, suddenly hearing your voice on the radio, like just driving and it's like, oh, Juniper oh my God, that's my
1: voice. That's me. Why am I on here? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's super bizarre. It's really, it's really amazing. It's just a shock more than anything because it's, you know, while it's happening, that this is so not normal. And this is, I feel I'm so lucky that this is happening to me, but I don't even know how to process it at times during the process. I definitely felt so overwhelmed with gratitude and luck mm-hmm. to luck a lot of it.
0: I don't think I would know how to control or contain myself if I heard my voice. Even like now, it's like, I refuse to like go back and listen to my voice unless I'm editing on something. So to just know that it's out there and someone could be listening to that in their car. It's just, it's really, it's a really weird feeling. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, as I said before, your father works as a disc jockey for WFME, right? Right, perfect. Yeah. And that's a freeform radio station located right here in New Jersey. And Montclair has also been experimenting with the idea of a freeform radio station, um, Radio Free Montclair. It's actually a project of the Montclair Design Week. So, you know, a lot of Montclair organizations and partnerships and people are really working to execute this project. We all want, you know, a freeform radio station. We all want to really show off our projects. And I think that's really unique to Montclair the fact that we have so many people know open to really niche and unique ideas as a Montclair high school student and a Montclair artist does this idea
1: excite you do you have the projects in mind that you want to see come up I just think the idea that we have so many talented people in Montclair so many talented young people so many talented older people and to have a, a forum for them where they could be spotlighted and celebrated is really exciting and something that we're missing and such a good idea a big portion of these people
0: in Montclair volunteering to, you know, show off their stuff and record their singing, record their work. They're all a lot of students in Montclair, and they don't necessarily have to go to the high school. They could be going in totally different places, but we have so many opportunities for people, especially students, to perform. And these are all places where instead of having students put down each other and maybe judge singing and songwriting and maybe because it's not their style. It's a place where people can come together and support each other usually for like one common goal. And again, I think that's also so unique to our town and it takes a lot of gut for any student to just go up there and pour their heart out in a song or play an insane guitar ballad or just do what they want. But it really gives students here so much confidence and drive and I think that's why there are so many successful kids that come out of these schools and just they're so used to being themselves and they have a great body of people that want them to succeed.
1: And that's definitely been a worry of mine too, that people at our school, people, my peers won't necessarily understand or appreciate the music on my album because it's different than what we normally listen to, different than what most young people want to make. So it makes me feel so good that you asked me cause I was like, oh, thank goodness they like it. Are
0: you serious? Like, are you being like a hundred percent? Like, I'm sorry, like, that is like so
1: sad. No, no, yeah. Yeah, no, but that's also my own, you know, my own thing. No, I totally understand. Like I can hundred
0: percent agree with that. Maybe again, like not from the, you know, music perspective, but it's definitely hard. Like breaking out of your comfort zone and not your comfort zone but everyone else's comfort zone and at the end of the day I don't know personally I've just told myself that confidence always wins confidence positivity always
1: wins end of the day you're so right yeah and I just feel I've gotten so many positive everyone that has ever talked to me about this has really made me feel good about it and uplifted me and that's it's been such an amazing my faith in humanity has been increased by working on this project
0: yeah it's been restored can I ask you how you know your friends who knew you were making an album way before everyone else did reacted when they heard your stuff I mean it must be crazy hearing your friend just
1: be like you know on the air yeah it's been really exciting it's nice it's you know, people don't realize how, how capable they are of making you feel so good. Like my, my cousin is eight and she knows which song, like the order the songs are on, on the album. And it's like, it just makes me feel so good. It's so, and my friends too, whenever they've all added it to playlists and they'll send me screenshots of them, like, and it just makes, it's really exciting. It makes you feel like you're a part of a community. It's awesome.
0: I understand that you are making more Music Juniper and it's going to come out either sometime this year or within the next year. Is it going to sound more like what we heard on your debut album or are you going to switch things up
1: and experiment a bit more? I'm trying to stay in the same style but be a little bit more mature with how I approach it. Um, A lot of that other album which I'm so proud of but a lot of it was 13 and 14 so this is going to be a 16 and 17 album and I hope that it I hope that you can see that and I hope you can see some sort of evolution. I will say it's definitely been harder working on this one than it was on the first one because on the first one, I didn't even know what it could be. It was just for fun and it was, and this is of course also for fun, but it seems so hypothetical. So now it's so exciting to have, it's a very good feeling to know that what you're working on, someone will listen to it. You you already know that there are people who are, there to receive it and be excited about it. And I'm really proud of what we've done so far. I think some of it is really amazing. So I'm excited for everybody to hear it. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Unifer. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for asking me, Anna. I'm And thank you for taking so much time with the questions. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Humans of Montclair with Juniper Shelley. You can find the self-titled album wherever you listen or stream your music, as well as on Bandcamp at junipersongs.bandcamp.com and on SoundCloud. I also want to say thank you so much to Montclair Radio. Montclair Radio is Montclair High School's student-run radio station that showcases all Montclair High School students' podcasts and various other media projects. Humans of Montclair is Montclair Radio's flagship podcast, and the partnership has given Humans of Montclair a platform within the Montclair High School community. We're anticipating a 2022 filled with lots of new content, so be sure to keep updated on all Montclair Radio-related endeavors by following their Instagram, at Montclair Radio. While you're at it, support the podcast. Follow Humans of Montclair on Instagram, at humans of MTC. And check out some of our previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts, or on our website, which is www.humansofmtc.com. Thank you so much for listening, and Happy New Year!